Hello and welcome to this Agencies of the Future panel as part of the Drums Predictions Festival 2022. It's a festival all about the big questions we're contending with right now in the industry. We're looking into the future of marketing for the year ahead and beyond. I'm Sam Anderson, the editor for the Drum Network. The network is a membership club for ambitious agencies and their leaders looking to raise the profile and scale of their businesses. Today's panel is about the agencies of the future, what they'll look like, who they'll work with, how they'll integrate with their clients, and the experiences they'll help the world create. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by four wonderful people who represent the breadth of experience and expertise across our network. Christy Vandenbosch is Oliver's president in the United States. We'll hear from her about Oliver's core expertise, building out and designing in-house agencies, and the future of the client-agency relationship. Kunal Mazumdar is Managing Director at digital creative agency Analog Folk. We'll be hearing from him about the agency's role in a future that looks likely to be dominated by big tech. We're also joined by Tarek Nasir. He's Head of Digital Engagement for EMEA at EPAM and a veteran creator of digital experiences. We'll pick his brains about whether agencies should feel threatened by the democratization of creativity on platforms like TikTok and the so-called metaverse. And finally, we have Faye Fan, Managing Director of Independent Performance Marketing Agency, TUG. We'll hear from her about agency shape and structure covering independence and agility. So let's begin. I'm going to come first to Christy. Christy, especially since the pandemic began, we've heard many agencies reporting more collaborative relationships with their clients, with more access across departments and increasing team integration. Oliver have long been known for in-housing and integration. How have you seen this play out in recent years and how do you see it progressing in the future? So I think when we all went to work from home, agencies who were used to more conventional settings probably took a few more beats to adjust. And we, as Oliver, have always been used to working in non-traditional environments. We were always in our clients' offices. So I think we adjusted very quickly and with very little friction. Working kind of at the heart of the client's business meant that we were always in this very intimate, engaged, integrated relationship with them from the get-go anyway, and with our agency partners. And so we had, I think, more access across departments and stakeholders normally. Um, in fact, we often find ourselves like representing the brands in these integrated agency environments because we actually sort of sit and, and operate differently and, and parenthetically when I'm talking to clients about are we competitive with our, our other agencies within a client roster? I explain that we're not. We're not a roster agency. We're actually a business strategy and we will always behave like that. I think there was a bit of unspoken tension in that notion of more collaborative relationship when it comes to the external agencies talking about, yeah, things things have gotten different. They don't have any more sort of the physical and intellectual distance of having an office that I think was, it was kind of important to the mystique of how agencies and clients work together. They are you know, not in a separate city. They're not in a separate place. They literally are accessible all day long, every day. And while that is a great thing in terms of clients having access for true sort of integration experience, it happens, but it wasn't necessarily, I think, a positive move, I think, for everybody involved. That said, it's definitely been net positive for the clients. I think that that increased accessibility means uh, increased accountability. Again, it isn't always the answer for everybody who is comfortable in working in a different environment, but it definitely has caused us to be much more intimate with the clients. We're more efficient because we're there and sort of on all the time. We're more effective because the ability for us to sort of work and come together as a team of agencies has been improved. I think as the pandemic has sort of codified these ways of working, it's going to ultimately serve us well in the future when we return to offices, because those business as usual behaviors will have sort of been disrupted permanently. Well, I wonder whether the, whether our other um, panelists have uh, have something to come back on about that that lack of distance since the pandemic started. Is that, mm -hmm. is that a, a lack you've been feeling? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, whether it's about distance or even anything around sort of collaboration or integration, I think what's been interesting in a good way is it's become a period of reassessment, not just of the things that were like, not just what the upheaval was about, but all of a sudden, I think we find ourselves rethinking to some extent, everything. How are we working with clients? Wow. Did we have a lot of meetings that we maybe didn't need to have? Like, I, and I think for me, the chance to reassess stuff, even if it's a forcing mechanism has been really freeing, quite frankly, right? It allows us to look at maybe what we're kind of just like ways of working that we're leaning more towards inertia than anything else, right? Maybe we weren't doing it because it was the right way to do it. We were just doing it because we've been doing it since the era of Mad Men. And so for me, I, I think that the positive lens or part of all this is it's just a chance to take a step back and say, how are we working with ourselves? How are we working with clients? And are we focused on the best way to get to the best work or the best thinking for the clients and the brands that we work with? And that's really cool. Like that can be really positive if you kind of like roll your sleeves up and lean into it. You know, I would really agree with that because I think from my point of view, the, the clear trend that I've seen come out of this kind of closer collaboration, especially over the last 18 months between client and agencies, that clients really expect and want that um, agency specialist and that direct access to that agency specialist rather than through kind of a more of a traditional account management or client service role that, you know, we've kind of grown up uh, and it's kind of the, the centre part of our, our agency. You know, is that, you know, is that a challenge for the future? Is Does that kind of exist when actually it's that direct relationship between that uh, that specialist and the brand that is making things go quicker and more agile and, and faster and more streamlined. So it's it, you're right. I, for, for us, it's definitely a, a standpoint to review how we work, how our clients work, and, and what works best for all of us. I'd say uh, just to add, I think that it's also created actually a lot a lot of new opportunities. So the geographical constraints, the kind of focus from customers that you really needed to be kind of intimately there in their market a reluctance to engage with the experts you might have across the globe to solve for a specific client issue it kind of for us has really allowed us to deploy the best people into the best environments and in, a, in an environment where we're creating a far more intense actually and sort of tightly knitted collaboration structure with our customers so um i'm not going to say we're not missing the intimacy of the, the physical contact. But I think as, as the other panelists have said, a lot of good has actually come out of it. I wonder, and, and I, I suppose anyone could take this, I wonder whether that's created change that you think is lasting in, in the structures of your agencies or of, of uh, competitor or or even friendly agencies. Have you have you changed the structure? Are your teams looking different now than they, than they did two years ago? Yes, we're looking at structural changes, but not... Uh, not necessarily because of this particular issue. I, to me, the process of how we work was, is very much like uh, sort of like wet clay again. I think we're we're definitely relooking at collaboration within the agency, the way we bring different skill sets together. I think to the point around geographical constraints sort of going away. All of a sudden, thinking about how we get more diverse voices included in the work. Every all of that stuff starts to become a lot more open and freeing. Um, I think eventually that stuff will start to lean towards like operational and structural changes. I think the initial focus tends to be on how do we take the structure that we have and put a process in place that allows us to take advantage of what we do have in front of us to, again, sort of focus on really killer work. Before we move on, I just want to come back to Christy. Does that mean that, that you guys have been feeling pretty smug 
uh, that you haven't had to make that many changes, that you, you're ahead of the curve on, on integration and that kind of thing? Uh, I would say privileged instead of smug. Um, I think one of the things about Oliver is that every single one of them is built very much for purpose. So we go into a client with a design that is specific for what it is that they've engaged us to do. I think we were, I, I think we have always flexed process to accommodate what we were asked to do within a client engagement and including how we work with our agency partners. And so I think we were able to bring learnings from a lot of different organizations who did things differently into each unique setting of being able to figure out again, how best to sort of structure this. I think, you know, the point that our processes will change from here on out is 100% accurate. Like the way we work together as a series of agencies serving a single brand is, feels very, very different now. And I think that will be one of the good substantive changes that sustain us. Speaking of clients, Kunal, uh, there can't be many big agencies in the world that don't work with one or other of the big tech companies in some capacity by now. Uh, the dominance of tech has reshaped agencies and it will continue to do so. Is the future for makers of digital projects dominated by big tech companies? And what is the agency's role in the ecosystem that's building the digital products products that make up the future? I don't know if I would say dominated, but they obviously play a massive role in both the sort of underlying platforms that we work with and the work that we create. But I tend to think about tech and innovation in two very distinct capacities. One is scale. This is where big tech plays a big role. That's around sort of taking interesting innovations, but bringing it to a place where it's sort of like culturally interesting. A lot of people use a new technology. A lot of people get used to it. Big tech plays a massive role in that, right? Like when Google leans into something, when Meta leans into something, all of a sudden more people are using it and that scale matters. The other part of tech for me is the magic part of tech. That's like net new, exciting things. I think big tech plays a role here, but they're not the only ones that play a role. This is going to sound weird, but like everyone's playing Wordle right now. Like that was one dude that made a game for his wife because she was bored. But like everyone is talking about it now. And I just, I think to some extent, a lot of tech innovation happens in the same vein, right? Like I think there are still magic moments that get created by individuals or small corners of the internet. And I still think that that matters quite a bit, even if you're going to lean into big tech when you think about things being culturally scaled uh, up to a level of volume where it really plays into kind of like what businesses will lean into. So all of that, I think for us from an agency perspective, I tend to look at our role in I think three, maybe four, depending on how this plays out ways. The first is in a world where our clients have so many things to do, so many things to figure out, part of our role is to help them see through the noise. What should they know about? What should they be leaning into? Quite frankly, and almost more importantly, what should they not worry about? What should they not necessarily be thinking about right now? So I think being a bit of almost a consultant to our brands and our clients in that capacity becomes really, really important. The second is to remind everyone that story still matters. So as tech plays a larger and larger role, one of, I think, the unfortunate sort of like reactions to that is a lot of work looks the same. A lot of people focus on platform and tech first, and the idea just starts to get sort of like slowly and slowly pushed to the side. It's why when we talk about personalization, everyone's personalized content starts to kind of look like a template, right? It all starts to look the same. And so I think it sounds ridiculous, but like to some extent as a creative agency, one of our big roles is just to remind everybody like what you do with the tech is really, really important. But like if it's emotionally uninteresting, it doesn't do anything for your brand, right? It doesn't get people to love you. It doesn't get them to buy your product. And then the last thing, three or four, uh, is if as an agency, if you don't see big tech or other players creating the things you want to see, 
make them yourself. Like we've got really great, smart people. And so, you know, we've on our side, we've been able to spin off, you know, companies and, and services like Untold Fable, which is a content production company, but it's built sort of like tech enabled. And it's really focused on finding diverse behind the camera voices and talent. Uh, and I think that for us was born out of a, a gap feeling like we couldn't find someone who helped us do that ourselves. Uh, so we created, we created it. And I think agencies have, a really interesting role to play to fill in the gaps that they don't see big tech players leaning into. I wonder whether you might have something to, to add to that, Tarek. You know, I think I I just uh, I just want to totally echo that, actually. I think that the reality is that now more than ever, in my view, exactly as Kanal was saying, is the time when I think agencies have actually the greatest influence to help customers navigate and create these authentic stories that are you know, completely relevant to their brand and their marketing objective. I don't think that the tech companies have profoundly changed the agency space. I don't think the requirement for a strategic creative partner has fundamentally changed. It's evolved. Of course, it's evolved, but I don't know about the others, but we haven't seen or experienced any kind of diminishing role of the agency to support brands through their journey. I think as agencies, we want to always go back to that value that we bring, which is creative storytelling. And when our clients are buying three second and six second ad units on the majors, and that's what they're buying and lots of it, there is not storytelling to be done. And and at that point, I would argue utility is almost a better outcome than having to try to cram a really emotional storytelling narrative into a space that won't allow it. And so I think being able as agencies to recognize that there are uses for media that are not always to make someone love a brand. Sometimes it's just for them to be able to do business with it really easily. And so to be kind of egoless about that is, um, I think, another important part of how these platforms are being used. I'd probably agree on that in terms of just uh, with the amount of SaaS companies out there that are selling the, selling the, they need to sell the solution, not the software. And that's kind of the, the point where we get to, you know, the point of like tech companies, the MarTech industry is focused pretty much on features rather than benefits, right? And I think, you know, they develop a new version that's 10 times faster. Well, why? Because they can. So, you know, the need for us as an agency is to sort of strip that, make sure that we deliver and help the clients navigate through those big solutions because they bought something that they probably still don't know how to use. And that I think is, you know, is that's the role for us is being to help to 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 marry those two up and make sure that we're selling the right things. Okay, well, let's let's come at the, the tech question from a slightly different angle then. Tarek, you, you're no stranger to building digital digital universes. People can look up, for example, your role in creating Pottermore, which is a kind of early digital universe. New digital universes from from the metaverse, as we talk about it, uh, to social media juggernauts like TikTok, promise to democratize creativity. Is that a threat to what agencies do traditionally, or is it an opportunity to expand your offering? I mean, I think actually this is quite closely linked to the discussion that, that, that we just had. I think it's, I guess, in every panel, I guess there's the obligatory pandemic question. I think we're going to have the obligatory metaverse question this year. I think that if you separate for a moment and I don't know, look at a platform like TikTok, which unquestionably has created, you know, an interesting alternative medium for, for self-expression. It's still kind of dominated by pretty much the same principles of any kind of social media and, and influencer-led marketing that we've seen over the many years that, that's come before us. There is unquestionably a greater role for influencers and will continuously be a greater role for influencers that will kind of democratize the role of, of 
of some elements of, of the role that an agency does. But in reality, I kind of come back to the, to the same fundamentals, which is that stories need to be, to be told, brands need to be built, strategies need to be created, and agencies, in my view, are still incredibly well positioned to support customers strategically through, through that journey. I think when you kind of then blow it up to perhaps to this kind of emergent set of views around this kind of more visually rich 3D world that is the metaverse, well, that's actually an incredibly creative domain. Production in that field is, is tough. The platforms are clearly, the emerging platforms will clearly hope to, to democratize that. But actually, the richer the environment, I think, the, the, the more complex the, the creativity and the greater the opportunities are. Certainly in all of the early exploration we're seeing across customers that with our customers, they're being kind of incredibly ambitious in terms of how they might uh, transform their business models through many of these opportunities presented by the metaverse. So I guess right now, I hope I don't regret this, but I'm, I, I still feel somewhat unfazed. I think the agency still has a really important but evolving role, um, whether it's a tech platform, the metaverse, new social platforms that are evolving. Um, you know, I still, I still feel like we have a critical role. So no great threat and lots of opportunities. Uh, do the rest of you agree? I'd say that an area that um, probably need to look at is, is AI assistance. And I think that's such a, a big, complex area that um, from a marketing perspective, I think marketing will become, you know, a battleground for it. Um, you know, with Alexa and Siri will become, you know, the main channel through which people get their info and their goods and their services. And it will become a main way that companies acquire and retain their customers. Um, it would also change because the bots are going to hold, you know, so much deep understanding of uh, of individuals' habits and, and preferences. So, yeah, I think uh, there's so much potential for agencies um, because of this sort of marketing battleground for, for AI assistance attention, really. It's, you know, can we have companies will want that ability to influence the algorithms, obviously, in return for data for consumers. And I think that's got, you know, that's going to open up a, a big playing field. And I can only see that in the next five, 10 years to come. And I, I think to Tarek's point about there will actually be business model changes based on the existence of the metaverse and the use of things like NFTs. And this is why no one invites me to dinner parties anymore, because once I get on NFTs. I don't stop. And it has almost nothing to do with collectibles or art or all the things that get sort of buzzworthy news in the broader ecosystem of people talking about cryptocurrency and the blockchain. It replaces Salesforce. It is the ultimate tool for CRM. NFTs are shopper marketing. It is the basic fundamentals of how people will experience and consume and do commerce. And they're really functional. They are not speculative. They are it's like um, disassociated technologies where you don't have to buy big enterprise software systems anymore to do the basic communications with a client or a consumer of sending them an email. You literally have technology that they choose to put on their phone, in their wallet, and you can instantly and effortlessly and constantly feed them new things that you want. And each consumer's experience can be quite unique to them. And it can be anything digital. It can be pieces of content. It can be tickets. It can be things that are location-based. Like it is the future of marketing. It is the most amazing advancement we've had since web 2.0 being web 3.0. Yeah, I think, you know, through all, through all of these elements, whether it's metaverse or the growth of TikTok, which is really, I think, kind of a continuation of like the creator economy. There's, there's two things that for me that are really important to remember as an agency. One is, 
I think agencies over the last 20 years have felt like everything is a threat to their existence and it's become our like ingrained starting point, right? If something new exists, we're like, how is it going to ruin us? And then what ends up happening is you have a very defensive relationship with a lot of new things. And I think step one is just changing that, right? Like embracing new things, not as uh, the future necessarily, but just as the notion that uh, maybe those can be collaborators, not competition. And I think that shift can be really powerful for quite frankly, agencies in any other business. The second thing for me is all of that to, it to me is part of a, a core trend or moving from centralized power and creation to decentralized power and creation. That's good. Like to me as an agency or a creative business, a world in which more people want to make things and get to make things is a good world. And I, I think the more and more we can embrace that is going to lead to really great new technical innovations, new stories to be told, new functions value for businesses. So my hope is as an industry, we kind of like shift from uh, protecting our keep to kind of embracing the, the sort of environments and the people around us. So yeah, I wonder whether it's worth coming back at this stage to a question we touched on earlier, um, which is shape and structure. If we if we are embracing embracing change and everything that's thrown at us, will that change the required structures or shapes of agencies for the future? Uh, Faye, you represent a big and fast-growing independent agency. I wonder whether you have thoughts on this. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, is it are we kind of best placed to respond to that change as being kind of kind of that indie agency? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think we are. I think that that's the short answer. Um, you know, we're built on this kind of revolutionary. Yeah, I'd say evolutionary mindset. And it's you know, it's it's, it's sometimes it's a stretch too far for you know for many big marketing organizations that operate, you know, quite cautiously. And that mindset is being comfortable with that test and learn, being really comfortable to do that as a business as usual, you know, to be comfortable, you've got to be comfortable to fail. And it's a really hard thing, you know, not just in your own personality, but your culture of your business. And that, and then it integrates through everyone from a grad to whatever level you are that, you know, you have the backing of people to take a risk, to take a little test. And it doesn't matter if it's a small one or a big one, but that is the way that, you know, that, that you get to, to test and, uh, and, to, and to respond to, to what's coming at you. And I think you, we see it, it's much more prevalent in smaller independent agencies and, you know, Hey, we're, you know, we're a privately owned business. And, and for that, we can make fast investment decisions, you know, that capitalize on the ever-changing marketing landscape. And, you know, and, and it allows us to invest in, if you know, a, a talent and specialized area or more sustainable media planning or what, whatever that is, or, or a specific tool that's come out that allows us to react to something really quickly. Um, and that's much harder for bigger holding it, holding companies to do. And I think, you know, we've talked about a lot of new marketing solutions that are going to require, going back to our first, the first question we talked about, require a lot more collaboration and close working with, with brands that, again, big holding companies are going to run into problems with. And that's just because they're made up of so many smaller organizations that have all got, you know, their individual cultures and their individual way, ways of working. The, the natural person to come to here is Tarek, who uh, is representing a much larger organization, right? Um uh, are, are, are larger organizations more hamstrung by their size or how can they maintain agility? I think it's really difficult because it really comes down to the culture of, of that organization, how equipped the leaders are within it to make a difference. I mean, broadly, um, our business is one that moves really, really quickly. And um, we do have some of that kind of indie culture, but nowhere near the kind of culture that I think, you know, a true indie 
in its journey whilst it's gaining momentum there's a there's an energy of an indie which you know i i have a lot of admiration for i think that from the other perspective a lot of what we've talked about today is um the role that technology is playing in evolving all things businesses business models marketing and beyond and in some ways i'm hoping that you know, we at EPAM have somewhat of a, an advantage because we have incredible engineering workforce connecting data um, to, to, you know, execution and engineering right through to, to a lot more of those agency services. But, you know, every agency naturally finds its place. You don't have to be the tech juggernaut to be exceptionally kind of effective in a specific place. And every agency tends to play to its strengths. And so I kind of want to bring this question back to where Kunal was. I just think it's time for us to be a lot less paranoid because the truth is when you're producing exceptional work, you have great people, you're truly connected to what's changing in the outside landscape, you're connected to what your customers need, you're connected to what their customers are expecting of them. You're going to succeed as an agency in India or beyond. I think um, I agree that, Larger businesses will struggle to adapt at the same pace as an indie. Um, but all in all, I, I'm maybe I'm being a bit too much of an optimist sat here at the beginning of 2022, but I think that the opportunity for agencies, large or small, and of different shapes and sizes is as present now as it, as it has been. Yeah, I, I mean, I, my hope is from a structural perspective, I hope that everyone's at least looking, right? They're at least thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I, that to me is the is the big and important one. It doesn't mean everyone needs to make changes. It doesn't mean that you're going to die if you don't. But I think to me, one of the big elements of the last couple of years has been um, that there are no more sacred cows. Like the things that you thought were immovable, it turns out actually are immovable. And that to me means like as a leader in an organization, it's your duty to look at that stuff just to make sure. Is it the right thing for your company to be doing to look at and talk to and engage with your workforce and get an understanding of how can you best set them up to succeed? How can you best set them up to create work that helps your clients and brands succeed? So it doesn't necessarily mean that every agency or every company or industry, I think needs like a wholesale like reorg, but I do think, and to me, this stuff is exciting is because it gives you more ingredients for your recipe, right? Like you can start to play around with other elements that you didn't think you could play around with before. So that for me is like my hope as an industry is just that as leaders, we take a look under the hood. Uh, whether or not we really like bash anything is uh, up for debate, and every company's going to have their own outcome. But I at least want people to look, right? To take a to take a, a kind of a dive into how they function and whether or not they can get a little bit better at it. Tarek's been uh, encouraging us to to, to calm down and, and be optimistic with with all of the questions so far. I'm going to have one last attempt at him to make him nervous. The uh, a big trend over the last year has, has been the, the the fight for talent is is one way that we, we've put it. Is, is, is that an existential problem for the industry? A lot of a lot of agencies are struggling to find people, struggling to hire people. Um, and this is this is an issue that seems to, in some ways, combine a lot of the issues we've spoken about already, future structure, um, the the packages, for example, that big tech are able to offer to the, to the best talent. Uh, is that an existential problem for some? Uh, and is how 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 can we how can we combat it? I'm happy to go to anyone first here. Isn't it a problem of our age? Oh my goodness me, it really <laughs> has. Um, and it's not something that any one of us around this table are, are going to be able to solve. But I think there's there's lots of things that we need to do collectively as, a, as an industry. <clears throat> the first, I think, you know, we've come to the realisation that we need to fish from different pools, right? We're all, you know, we're looking at the, you know, sort of same agency turnaround. Um, and if I want a data scientist, 
you know, it's got a proper scientist. There's no reason why people can't move from different industries and bring something completely different and a different, fresh way of looking at, 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 at look going for problems and, and looking at different things. And I think we need to, to do that. I also think um, that we need to really focus on training and, and developing. And I think we've been reliant on third parties to be training the people in our industry for too long. And, you know, especially at Tug, we've, we've partnered with a couple of local schools and, you know, we're in helping them with their syllabus and talking to the people uh, right from sort of 16 and even younger going through to, to teach them about digital and get them excited and give them people that they can actually reach out to and, and talk about agency life and, and get involved in. Um, I think that we also have to be much bigger than this discipline in terms of what our understanding, what our talent want and our, you know, our talent these days want to work for companies that not only serve, you know, the communities that we're in, but serve the world, serve the bigger purpose. And then, you know, uh, that's, you know, this is the time for, for change and to work towards net zero and to have those conversations about sustainable media planning and, you know, and be, and be really conscientious and, um, and that will help get the, get our talent in and, and help retain them. And then the last thing really is, as a point on this is, you know, I think, and I don't know about you guys, but we've been a lot more flexible over the last two years. Uh, and I love that. And I think, you know, it, it, only a good thing can come of that, you know, whether that's working from home or understanding, you know, people's need to top and tail early or later. Um, and I think, you know, those flexible working practices need to remain. And I think, uh, our talent has come to expect it and, and so should they. Um, and I think, you know, there's all of those things combined. It is not a short-term fix by any means, but I think if we start putting these practice in place, then maybe we'll build a, a better ground for, for the next five, 10 years. Right, on to Tarek next then. Are, are you optimistic here too? I, I'm mixed actually. So I, I actually completely believe and agree that it's one of the biggest issues that we face as an industry. And that's why I hope that so much of what the industry is doing, for example, the work we were doing back in the day when when I was at Beamer and beyond, like everything is focused, has got to be focused on education and talent and reaching a far more diverse talent pool. I, I have a genuine belief. It is an issue. That said, if you lean back and look at the story of the last couple of years over the pandemic, the reality is, yes, we had the great resignation and yes, Tech companies have been able to access and pay silly money as their stock prices have soared and, you know, all of those key dynamics have taken place. But the agency will soon have its upper hand as we return to the office. Because, you know, in my view, agencies build incredible cultures, good ones do. They build a sense of belonging that's very, very hard to recreate, you know, when you're remote. People choose to work at agencies because... They, they're happy to pursue craft and they want to be with colleagues that they could be proud of that's producing amazing work. That's really quite unbeatable. And so I, I have a hope as an optimist that um, the talent that may have left the agency space will return to it um, because I believe that agencies are able to create truly unique working environments, not just because of the coffee machine or the pool table or, you know, all of the, those other elements, but because of fundamentally what, the people in those businesses stand for and and their, their kind of quest to produce amazing truly amazing work in in that kind of environment so yeah mixed big issue for the industry i do think it's going to get a lot better for agencies moving forward yeah and i, I think it's yeah, hiring's hard there's no way there's no way around that right now right like hiring is as difficult as it has as it has been i you know for me the the i guess opportunity or, or the way to think about it somewhat similar to the sort of existential threats for agencies is 
I, I think we have to start to let go of this feeling that like our job is to find great talent and like lock them in forever. That are that it's like a failure if someone leaves your agency or your organization. I think our job, part of our job is to help give them really great opportunities to thrive. And sometimes that thriving takes them out of your organization later on. And as long as they're running towards something else awesome, I'm good. That's a win for me, right? If you come work for me for three years and that allows you to take the next step and go to another great company or start your own thing, I need to look at that as a win and not a loss. And I think the intention is making sure that they're not running away from you, right? Like that that's that's not the driving factor and they're leaving. That for me as one is really, really important. The the second thing which I, I think you know both the other panelists have talked about is like we we uh the diversity and the flexibility that we can now look at, I think is really, really nice. It allows us to look at different sort of um, skill sets. It allows us to people that wouldn't to look at people that wouldn't normally be working in advertising. The other thing that I think is really important is um getting away from this notion that like, if you're not 123% committed to my agency, you, you are, you aren't in, right? Like you like, I, I don't want you there. And I think that that has been a bit of a negative element of agencies where like, if you're not willing to pull an all nighter and sleep under your desk and like, for whatever reason, everyone else is more in and like, that's just not how the world works. how the world worked when I was growing up in it, but it's not how the world works now, nor should it be. And so I, you know, I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and I said, like, if I could go back, you know, 10 years and say, you know, the three people that I loved working with the most when they left the company I worked for, if I had an option, which is I get to keep 25% of you, but you get to use the other 75% however you want to. 10 years ago, that wasn't even something I would consider. It was like, if you weren't 100% in, then you got to go off and do other things. Right now, would I call those people and say, give me 25% of your time? All day, every day, I would do that. And I think as agencies, we've got to get comfortable with that, right? That like someone who wants to dip in a little bit with your organization, but also do other things with other agencies, other brands, their own businesses, that might not be a bad thing. And starting to look at our employee base, not as the full-timers who are our real employees and then others, but instead a lot of really great talented people that have just different engagement models with our organization, I think will open up new doors. Like I think that opens up a really useful and interesting way to look at your team, your talent. And I think it leads to better work if we're, if we're open to it. And that's it. Thanks very much for tuning in to hear about what exactly the agency of the future might look like. Thanks to my guests, Christy Vandenbosch, Kunal Mazamdar, Tarek Nasir, Fade Afan. You'll be able to see this recording at thedrum.com slash predictions, and you can tweet us using the hashtag thedrumpredictions. Thanks again, and goodbye for now.